Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I am Frank Mills. And today we've got another great show for you. You know, Armin uh, has put together so many great shows, but today we're going to be talking about the benefits of super slow training. So that's a pretty interesting topic. And also bodybuilding nutrition and supplements for older men. And that came from us from... Uh, a topic that was suggested, right, Armin? Absolutely. One of our clients. Yep. They so, want to learn more. I, I'm excited. So, all right. So, let's get going. It's an interesting topic um, as far as the benefits of super slow training and bodybuilding, nutrition. Um, these are the benefits of it. Are you taking a break from the Master Series? Because I know that we did a lot of those in a row. Yeah, well, this week we are for sure because I had to go to Austin, Texas for my wife's event. Oh. She, uh, she was nominated as a, a broker of the year. So I had oh, to cool. kind of help, okay. help out a little bit. So I was in Austin, Texas for like four days. So, but finally made it back. But yeah, um, uh, we had to take a little break, but it's okay. I got, you know, when I saw that you know, question from, the, from one of the videos, I thought, okay, awesome. We'll just work on that as well. Well, that's awesome. Okay. All right. So super slow training, the benefits of it. Why this type of training, Armin? That's a good question. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is one of the most effective ways, and this is kind of my opinion because I've done it uh -huh. uh, and also experienced it, to rehab muscle and to build strength. It, it really is a unique concept. Uh, and people if you haven't done it it's a good it's a good game changer i mean to kind of bring mm -hmm. things up and if you have an injury uh, this really works well i do it with all my clients and even myself because i've rehab shoulder with it um that's the only real injury i've had mm -hmm. um, but it, it is very effective well i'm gonna ask you why because you know when you go to the gym it's the exact opposite it seems like a, a race everybody's like working out as fast as they can uh, for the most part, not, not everybody, but you know, I, I see a lot of people just moving as fast as they can to get to the next machine and hurry up. So why do you think uh, super slow training is a good thing? You know, let's get into a little bit more. Well, it, it really has to deal with, uh, you, you can still move around quickly. There's nothing wrong with that, but it has to okay. do with, uh, taking all the momentum out of the exercise you're doing, the movement that you're doing, because mm -hmm. when you do it, you're going to do it really, really slow, and you're going to increase your focus on what you're doing, which you know can be uh, pretty intense. And speaking of intense, it's going to jack up your intensity, so you can what you end up getting is a real deep burn in the muscle uh, that you're training. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's it's a real game changer if you've never done it before. Um, uh, matter of fact, in my opinion, if you do it really good, it's a real mind scrambler because as you try to improve, you already know what's coming. And so you got to psychologically deal with it. Uh, so that's why I like it. Uh, but okay. it, it's very effective for what I've 
when I've used for any kind of rehab. <clears throat> okay, so let's let's just kind of explain what exactly is super slow training because you know um, I'm sure everybody has a thought process or they're envisioning <laughs> you know really going slow. So why don't you dig into it and let us know all about it? Yeah, the reason it's called super slow is you you are really changing the tempo or the speed of how you're going to do uh, an exercise. Okay. okay. So, but you're doing it through the full range of motion, all right, mm -hmm. and absolute muscular failure. So you're really challenging the positive part of the movement and the negative part of the movement. Okay. okay? And so when you're doing this, you don't really, you don't count reps because you're doing this really slow. If you count reps, you only get maybe one or two, depending on how, how, it, how hard it's hitting you. Mm -hmm. So what you're really doing here, you want to time how long your time under tension is as you perform the exercise again, until you hit muscular failure. So mm -hmm. that's why it's a very intense uh, change up. <laughs> well, it seems pretty interesting. And, you know, I can just imagine holding the weight and going slower. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to make you work a little bit harder because you're holding it longer uh, to me. So can you elaborate a little bit more on the tempo and the speed then of the movements? Yeah. So what you're going to end up doing is you're going to do a 10 count positive. So if I'm doing a shoulder press, I'm going to okay. do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to pause. Then I'm going to come back down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So as you can tell, very slow. Uh, and, you know, as you're fatiguing, you're going to see the muscle fibers really firing off because <laughs> it's trying bet. to control that weight all the way up and it's trying to control mm -hmm. the weight all the way down. And so you're going to keep repeating this process until you can no longer either push it or you can't really hold it and you fight it all the way down to muscular failure to you can't even move. And hmm. then that means you're, you're done with the set. So it can be pretty intense. Uh, I, I bet. <laughs> well, you know, since you're timing the movement, um, instead of counting reps, yeah. what actually is the goal regarding your timing or your time? Excuse me. Yeah, that's a good question. So what you're focused on here is, again, your, your time under tension, okay? So the minimum is going to be 30 seconds, all right? And okay. then once you get to 90 seconds, <clears throat> that means your strength has come up enough that you need to add more weight because the your your muscle has adapted to the resistance and it's ready to ready to take on more. Hmm. So, okay. Uh, so bottom line is once you start getting over 90 seconds, then you want to add enough weight, but you don't want to add too much. Okay. So you want to add enough right, so you can right. do at least 30 seconds time under tension. And it's, it's a real challenge when you do your next weight increase. Cause I've been through this and mm -hmm. it, it's a real, it's an eye opener on how your body adapts to it. And it's an eye opener on how you deal with it mentally. As you know, it's going to be tough when you first mm -hmm. start out doing it. Because you know your first rep coming up is ten seconds, and you're struggling. You know, hey, uh, this you know, you can check your timer, and hopefully you're going to make that thirty seconds. So <laughs> always going to be a little conservative because uh, the fatigue is is very dramatic. <clears throat> wow, I bet. Um, all right, so what about the sets? 
So that's going to be debatable. Um, mm-hmm. But for rehab, like again, like my shoulder, I had mm-hmm. a severe pain on the top of my shoulder, and it was probably the rotator cuff to some degree. I had strained it playing basketball, and my arm got jacked back from mm-hmm. a really hard basketball pass that I was intercepting, and this guy had some heat on it. But I wasn't really anticipating it to be that strong, and so it kind of stretched it. And I had I had a lot of pain in the area. So what I had to do is figure out, okay, how am I going to do a movement to, to rehab the shoulder? And I did some research on it. So I, I learned that neutral grip was the safest thing to do for my shoulder at the time. And this is just an example. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I did is I did one set to absolute failure. Uh, and then depending on how my timing went, if I started getting to, to 90 seconds and the next time I would train, I would add weight, but it was just one set to failure. Now, if you're not doing rehab and you're just focusing on your strength level to try and prove mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. then I'd say it's up to the person. But just understand this. If you do it correctly, you're saturating that muscle with a lot of blood. Uh, the second time you go through to do it, you're probably not going to have a whole lot in the tank. Okay. Right. So right. you probably, probably got to drop the weight. And super slow is not about dropping the weight. Super slow is about continuously increasing the resistance and the temp and the time under tension. That's how that's how it's focused. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I'm a little curious about recovery with this. Um, so how much recovery should you expect after training? Again, that's going to be something that's going to vary from person to person, depending mm-hmm. on how intense they really push themselves. And how good the recovery is. So if you're younger, your recovery time could be quicker. Um, but I found for myself doing this, and I did it, did it in my 40s, is uh, seven days worked out really well. Because on that, every time I went back to train that area, I was stronger. And I got more and more time under tension. Mm. So then the following workout, I, I, you know, I would increase the weight and try to make at least that minimum 30. And it was working great. And the thing is, I'm doing a full range of motion. So you, you, when you first start out, you will feel some of the pain, okay? But you're using a light enough weight at such a controlled manner that it doesn't cause swelling and aggravate the tissue. That's mm-hmm. what I found by doing it with this, because you have no momentum, no momentum at all. Uh, and the fatigue is just tremendous and how it engorges the area with blood. Well, I'm going to ask you the question I always ask because uh, it's something that I struggle with quite a bit is how do you determine the right weight to use yeah there's no real secret to that uh so i just just picked the weight to start with and i really focused on the 10 count up and then 10 count down to try to do it perfectly and you know if you do over 90 seconds your first workout okay not a big deal you still got a lot of blood flow in there but you All know right. the next workout is going to be heavier and then, then again you're just focusing on keeping that 30 seconds so uh, just keep in mind, you're, you're doing the full range of motion. You're working through that, uh, any mm-hmm. uncomfortability, you know, potential pain. But again, going light is always going to be better because you can always add more weight. So, um, but you'll see it pick up strength. Um, so like I mentioned before, if you're getting over 90 seconds, then obviously, you know, the next workout, you're going to have to add weight. And again, you should not feel a lot of pain, even though the area is injured. That's what's mm-hmm. amazing to me. I mean, it just felt better. It, it, it was mm. fatigue and it felt better. But uh, I could tell my range of motion was starting to get uh, more and more improved. Gotcha. All right. So uh, 
a lot of this super slow training, I'm, I'm kind of absorbing your picture that you're painting here, but, yeah. uh, how, how many exercises should you do in your normal workout? If you're going to do this type of training? Well, that's another one that you can experiment with. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I would normally focus on one exercise that directly affected the area that I'm rehabbing. Okay. So, and that usually is going to be a compound exercise. Like I mentioned, okay. with the shoulder press, that's a compound that engages. And people think this just gets the front shoulder. It gets your whole shoulder. So don't, don't think that you have to have it behind here. And the other thing is having it behind actually causes an impingement in the shoulder. So there's some negatives to that too. So keep that gotcha. in mind. But, gotcha. um, you know, like to me, you, know, you do a compound exercise. So if you're rehabbing a shoulder, it'd be the shoulder press. Um, and you can, you can do other things. I'm just using examples. Of, like if you're rehabbing a knee or the leg muscle, obviously the leg press. Because again, um, you want control. And then other machine-based movements is what mm -hmm. I was using. So you just brought up machines. Should you, you know, always use a machine with these types of slow exercises? Okay, good point. So I normally use a machine. Now, the reason for that is because I'm taking this thing to absolute muscular failure. So mm -hmm. I need to have a, a start and stopping point that I know I'm going to be safe. So that's the other. Absolutely. Thing. Okay. So that's why I like using machines. Now, it doesn't mean you can't uh, use other exercises because I have done this just to experiment. So I did bicep curls with it with very heavy weight. And man, it's a grueling process because you have all your different sticking points, mm -hmm. your range of motion. So that's another thing you're dealing with. But you could do it for lateral raises. Um, you could do it for push downs, lunges, you know, like single leg lunges, which mm -hmm. is really brutal. I mean, but a great thing for hamstring and, and to help isolate and strengthen the knee joint area. Uh, pull downs for your back, you could do that too. I mean, there are a lot of other options. It's just being, depending on how creative you want to be and how much strength you want to try and enhance with that particular movement because it, it does improve your strength really well. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I found pretty interesting. Armin, I'm kind of curious, how, how often do you incorporate this into your training schedule? Okay, so that's going to really depend on the person and what they're looking mm -hmm. to accomplish. Okay, so for me, I just use it for the rehab. So I don't do it all the time. Okay. Every now okay. and then, if I really want to shock my, my legs, my quads, mm -hmm. I'll do heavy leg presses, 10 seconds down, or 10 count down, 10 count up. And if you really want to challenge yourself, try that out. That'll really <laughs> wake them up. Okay. But it, it does really saturate the muscle with a lot of blood flow, which is really unique. And so, hmm. again, if you keep doing multiple sets, you're going to find you're going to, you're not going to be able to go as far as you think because of the extreme fatigue from it. So it's a good game changer. You know, if you have a weak muscle group and you want to improve the strength of it, mm -hmm. try super slow with it. You know, again, use a machine. It could be a bicep machine. It could be a, you know, a row machine. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of quality machines, even leg extensions. It'd be right, gut-wrenching right. on leg extensions because the burn, I mean, the burn is tremendous. So there, there's no limits. It's just a matter of experimenting with it and then see how you respond. Interesting. All right. So... In your opinion, Armin, uh, kind of curious here. Do you feel the super slow is good for building muscle along with strength? 
Well, that's a good question there because I mostly just use it for rehab. So I can't really, you know, and, and I've, I've seen the strength happen. I mean, it, it does work for strength. It there's, does come no, around. Okay. There, there's no debating that. Okay. But, you know, I haven't done it to where I'm, you know, looking to build muscle mass in the sense it's, it, this is not an easy thing to do. Mentally, it is challenging. Okay. Because you know, when you get in there and you're going to do the movement, that first 10 count, either being positive or negative, you're like trying to control it. You're trying to mentally make sure you're, you're handling the weight. It, it's intimidating. It, it can be kind of a grueling process. So you don't, uh, you know, psychologically, it, it'll kind of tim- intimidate you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I got oh, to do this. Oh man. And then, then you're trying to push yourself to do more time under tension. Right. You're right. like not sure if you're going to be able to get that, to keep going so it, it's <laughs> if you again it's a real challenger so if you, if you just give it a shot you'll see what i'm talking about i mean i've done it with heavy yeah. squats i don't recommend that to anybody because i mean it, it got to the point where i didn't know i was going to be able to make it and they didn't want to dump it in the rack mm-hmm. but i didn't mm-hmm. try it so i was like yeah i don't want you know i'm going to do leg presses or a hack or something else versus you know something free weight like that i wouldn't recommend it for Bench, you know, you kind of bench bench pressing movements like dumbbells, or mm-hmm. uh, well, you could probably do dumbbells because you could drop, you could potentially drop them, but you got to be careful how you unload the dumbbells, like for presses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would just stick with machines myself uh, because they have some really good machines out there uh, and go that route. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it matters the weight either because you know, I, I mean, I've been out at a party holding a full drink and after a while you got to switch hands right so i kind of get the super slow thing right yeah yeah, that same concept yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's that that's that's pretty cool okay as we wrap up any final thoughts yeah i definitely recommend that you use it uh especially if you need to rehab a any kind of an injury you know knee Mm -hmm. injury shoulder injury especially uh you know, things like that. I don't know on the back injuries, you're probably going to, you can use some machines for that, but lower back might be uh, something you're going to approach pretty light because, you know, that's a real sensitive area, but it can still be used. Like you can do hyperextensions, really super slow, that kind of thing. So if you got injuries, I definitely recommend it because I think you'll be absolutely surprised how effective it is. Uh, but then if you want to incorporate some of your other exercises and see how, how it affects you, uh, Give it a shot because the, the it's a very intense, deep burn into the muscle because you're just engorging that thing with blood flow because of the, the focus and trying to hang on to that weight because you'll you'll get shaking everything. <laughs> through oh the yeah. Motion. So oh yeah. It needs, be, it needs to be the full range of motion and perform correctly to get the most. And that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, you got me thinking of things that I've done, like hanging a ceiling fan. Your arms are up for a long amount of time. You got to put your arms down. They start aching, right? So (laughs) I'm getting it. Okay. All right, Armin, great segment. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about supplements for older men, right? So we're going to be getting into that. So uh, Armin and I will be right back. Stand by for a quick bird from NSP Nutrition. Welcome back to 
the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbart. And I'm Frank Mills. And hey, we're going to get into supplements for older men. But before we do, we've talked about the alpha male, uh, a great supplement from NSP Nutrition. But, you know, Armin, since we're talking about supplements for older men, this is one that we wanted to touch on again, right? Yeah, I think it's a really good product uh, for people who, you know, want to kind of perk up the hormones and uh, get better nutrition regarding that. Uh, I use it and I think it's a good, I feel it's a good product for mm -hmm. especially guys that are older because, you know, those things are something that's going to, that are declining anyways. So. Well, I've been taking it now for about 30 days and I've noticed a tremendous difference um, <laughs> in a lot of things. Uh, so I can vouch for that. Um, just really feels like you have a little more get up and go for sure. For me, um, you know, I just oh, yeah. feel, you know, a lot of positive things from it. So check out NSP nutrition's alpha male complex, uh, and get yours today, I guess. Right. Armin. <laughs> yeah. Give it a try. I think you'd be surprised. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into supplements for older men. Uh, I'm an older man. Uh, and Armin got me on supplements and made me feel a little younger. So I appreciate that, Armin. Uh, you know, we talked about this. What made you decide on this topic, supplements for older men? Well, it's actually bodybuilding nutrition and supplements for older men. So it's two gotcha, parts. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That was, you know, the nice thing was, is one of our, uh, one of our clients popped that question on the YouTube channel and, I'm like, all right, awesome. Well, let's, uh, let, me, mm. let me do a little quick digging. I mean, it's a kind of a long, it's a pretty long topic, so we're not going to be able to get too in-depth, but okay. we got some good key takeaways for guys that are older. And just to say this, okay, guys are older, we're going to go 50 and up <laughs> on the older right. thing. So kind of give you Gotcha. <laughs> all right, so 50 and up. All right, so where do we start then up, 40, with... 40. 40 and up, Frank. 40 and up. Oh, oh, 40 and up. Okay, okay. See, we had to make a, a line there, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right, so then, Armin, where do we start with the nutrition for older men? Okay, so, you know, in my opinion, it, uh, it needs to be nutrition. It's focusing on improving and keeping your hormone levels at the optimal levels or as high as possible. To, okay. which helps provide solid energy it's going to get, keep your strength up your endurance and it's going to keep your recovery up because hormones mm -hmm. are the messengers that tell your body how to operate so we want to do nutrition it's going to do that along with generating quality fuel give you good energy and to make you feel good day to day so all right well let's go. all right so let's start with that um exactly what do you recommend so in my opinion and through experience, um, the focus first and foremost needs to be on quality protein and fat intake because uh, that is what builds and maintains muscle. So keep that in mind. Carbs don't do that. Now, carbs have their own effects, okay, which we're going to touch on, but your focus should be making sure you get quality protein in, all right, because if you're not getting enough quality protein, you're gonna, it's going to lead to muscle loss. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, over time, it will lead to sarcopenia. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with sarcopenia, that's another term for what's called muscle wasting, because your body actually starts eating up your muscle tissue to help 
feed it and keep it where it needs to be. And it's not a good thing to have happen. And that's actually what actually takes you out over time is that muscle mass continues to decrease and decrease until the organs start to have to can keep converting that muscle mass mm-hmm. to keep things, keep your health up. So protein's critical to prevent that and reduce the likelihood of that kicking in. Now, fats are what we need to supply the hormones, okay, to give them what they need to rebuild cells uh, and to mm-hmm. provide the long-term energy because fats last from four to six hours to help improve uh, your energy, but also help keep insulin sensitivity where it needs to be. We have way too much of insulin resistance. And that's because of the way people are eating way too many carbs and mm-hmm. sugars on top of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, you know, for the audience, if you're intaking a lot of protein, NSP has a great supplement. They have digestive enzymes to help you process yeah. that protein because it can be difficult if you're eating a lot of protein, right, Armin? Well, that and as you age, okay, because we're talking about older men, your digestive mm-hmm. enzymes aren't as good as they were when you're in your 20s and 30s, okay, because things are slowly, you know, deteriorating to some degree so mm-hmm. to help, help improve the digestion that the digestive enzymes can help uh, so you're going to absorb as much protein as possible there you go okay um all right so what about carbohydrates all right so as we age over time uh, people are becoming more insulin resistant from consuming mm-hmm. too many carbs like we mentioned before and this is basically due to elevated insulin that's continuously hanging around, uh, which leads to high glucose readings because the, the insulin can't keep up with the pace of trying to store everything. And so what that can do, it can eventually lead to diabetes from high glucose readings. And you just don't want to go down that road. There's no, right. you know, basically carbohydrates in too large amounts are, is toxic to the body. People need to understand it, and it's pretty evident. Okay, there's, you're not going to refute that. Just keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to see what happens. You're going to become diabetic, and you continue to have all kinds of diabetic problems, especially mm-hmm. with your, your organs. All right, so carbs should be really easy, eaten strategically as you age, okay, to make them work for you and not against you. Uh, so I'm amazed at you know how many people preach about eating carbs, even the older guys. Mm-hmm. And they're like for energy and they think it has an effect with muscle, which I, I don't understand that either. And then you find out that they, they're all they're talking about how to get rid of the belly fat and the body fat and they got to do cardio. Mm-hmm. Uh, even pro bodybuilders, pro bodybuilders are eating all these carbs with protein. And all they talk about is they got to do steady state cardio for one hour in the morning, sometimes one hour in the evening. I, I, I don't get it. Just don't eat so many carbs. You won't even mm-hmm. have to do cardio. You know, you're, it's just ridiculous. But anyways, um, and because when you do cardio, that's basically what you're doing. You burn off more glucose than you are anything else. So this thing about fats is really questionable. And I'm sure that people want to disagree with it, and that's fine. But I've done it. And mm-hmm. you got to be careful with cardio. You can burn muscle tissue pretty easily, especially mm-hmm. if you have elevated insulin. Um, and you're not going to burn any fat until that insulin drops. So keep that in mind. Fat burning does not happen when insulin's elevated. If you don't believe me, look it up. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Armin, you mentioned eating carbs strategically. Can can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So if you're somebody that's uh, you know training real hard and you're trying to lean out, uh, 
eating carbs throughout the day is not going to help you because every time you eat carbohydrates, insulin's got to come up to process the carbohydrates. So you're mm -hmm. not going to burn any fat. No fat burning okay. is happening until that insulin level drops. Okay. So the way I prefer to do it, if I'm going to, you know, eat some carbs and, you know, a good amount of them to help reload the muscles and liver, because that's what they're for, mm -hmm. then I do mine in the evening. So, so when I do them in the evening, I do it typically two hours before bed so that when I have the carbohydrates, you know, I get the benefits of them. Okay. Because um, you, you need to be reload the muscles and liver as needed, but you'd be surprised. They don't need as much as you would think. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my process is, is I'll have high glycemic carbs. And this is like sticky white rice, white potatoes, corn, peas, pasta, all the bad carbs uh, that you hear about. And, and actually cookies and cakes, things that are homemade with natural ingredients. You can have those because what I'm looking for is an insulin spike. This insulin spike, when it comes up, is going to help push the nutrients into the cells because I haven't had carbs most throughout, mostly throughout the whole day, which allows me to burn fat. So when I load the carbs, I'm going to get the insulin spike, and that's going to cause my serotonin levels to come up, which is good because that makes you sleepy. And what serotonin does makes you feel good. Then it converts to melatonin. And it causes you to get sleepy. That's why people have a lot of carbs during the afternoon and find themselves, you know, trying to struggle to stay yeah. because yeah. They've, unloaded, they've got too much uh, serotonin and melatonin going on. So you'll, you'll avoid that. Uh, but in the evening when you do it, that's a good thing because what I found, you know, my melatonin levels are so good mm -hmm. that when I get, I'm ready to go to sleep, I go into a nice deep sleep. And I've been tracking this on my aura ring and I've seen my uh, deep sleep improve. A, a lot which is great and then my REM sleep is also improved and these are the you want those two types of sleep for growth hormone release and hormone activity you need that so you don't want to mm -hmm. short circuit that the hormones get maximum effect from the hormones so when i have the carbs then i do that but when i do the the uh, high glycemic the insulin comes mm -hmm. up really high and then it drops right back down so i want to drop back down quickly so that I go right back into fat burning. So all throughout the night, I'm back to fat burning and I wake up and just have some protein and fats. I'm still burning fat all throughout the day. So that's how I use my carbs in a very strategic manner. And it allows me to have a six pack 24, seven, 365 days a week. <laughs> well, and, and everybody is seeing that like, this is what you do, right? This is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, so, uh, that's good stuff, the thing man. Is, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, it's keeping things very simple. So, uh, you know, to, so to do that, when you're looking at nutrition, and we'll get ready for supplements here, but you, I focus on 50 grams of protein per meal because I'm only having three meals a day. So okay. that's 150 grams of protein right out of the box. I weigh 170. Some people feel like it needs to be one gram per pound of body weight. Well, okay, that, there's nothing wrong with that. So what I do throughout the day is I'll supplement with either beef liver capsules or aminos in between my meals. So I'm keeping some additional protein there and also keeping my body in a positive nitrogen balance. So I have protein synthesis going on. Now gotcha. I want to say this though, it needs to be high quality protein. And even with high quality protein, you're only, your body's going to convert 50 to 60% of that to glucose. You're not going to absorb 100% of the protein you take in. That's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. And if you don't blame me, you can look that up as well. Uh, I was really stunned by that, that statistic too, but it's, it's for real. Okay. So 
keep that in mind. So you're going to be having carbs no matter what when you have protein because the amino acids convert to glucose, okay? So, and then the other thing about when I eat the protein, especially if it's animal meat-based, I'm already got fat built in because that's how mm, Mother, Nature, right. Mother Nature made it, and that's what Vince talked about. Protein has fat built in, so I'm already getting that. So we're talking about high-quality protein. We're talking about you know range-free eggs, organic eggs, uh, grass-fed beef, you know, organic poultry, you know, chicken and turkey, uh, some organic dairy, uh, and then fish, you know, salmon, the high, high fatty fish, salmon, sardines, mackerel, uh, along mm-hmm. those lines, uh, organic pork, because that's, that's not, doesn't have as quite efficient protein as those other sources. And then wild game meats, if you're into that, that's really good stuff. Now it doesn't have as much fat, but it is a good high quality protein. Hmm. Okay. Other than that, you know, the fats that you can get, would be like avocados is a real easy way to get some fat and it does have some saturated fat people don't realize so Mm -hmm. understand that which which is a good thing you need saturated fat for cholesterol to have rebuilt cells but then you use some grass-fed butter for fat some olive oil coconut oil mct oil uh which is medium chain triglyceride oil which is basically coconut oil that stays liquid at room temperature heavy cream uh half and half you know things along those lines those are quality fats. Gotcha. And finally, gotcha. Hmm. finally, the last thing I do is I keep my carbs very low during the day, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, because I want to burn fat as much as possible as my main source of energy and keep my insulin down and my insulin sensitivity up. So I do train fasted. I like to have nothing, no food two hours before I train. And there'll be people going to debate whether that's good or bad, how it affects your strength. I've done it both ways. My strength's good with or without the carbs. So and if hmm. you've never done it, then you don't have an opinion on it if you've never done it that way. That's right. Got to try it. They've, they've never done it with being fasted mm-hmm. and they think that they're not going to have the energy. So, and that's what I found from people to make that kind of statement. They haven't really done it because you, you just don't do it once. You got to do it right. five, six, seven times, et cetera. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's really some good stuff. Uh, and you know, stuff that uh, if you haven't tried it, get out there and try it before you can form an opinion about it. I like that. All right. So a lot of people are going to be asking about supplements. Um, yeah. It's a big part of it too, right, Armin? Well, it is for me uh, for different reasons. I mean, when you're a physique competitor, you're trying to get every edge you can mm-hmm. naturally the best way you can with what's available. So, um in a nutshell, I think the go-to for most most guys that are over is you need to have a multivitamin, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's going to make sure you get a lot of the minerals. The minerals are what you're looking for in a multivitamin because the, the vitamins themselves will flush daily. So that's the other reason why you want a multivitamin, get your mineral content the way you need it to be. And then the, the Mega One uh, from NSP is, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried a lot of different supplements. I've tried $100 vitamin supplements. And the mega one makes me feel just as good as the hundred dollar one. So mm-hmm. and they're real affordable. It is a large tablet, but at the same time, it's all in one tablet. So mm-hmm. you don't have about five things you got to take when you're doing that. Right. <laughs> I would say right. the next one's going to be the milk and egg protein. Uh, Cause if you're looking for a quick fix, that's what it's good for. Or uh, if you need something, you know, after you train, then you, you have a quality source of protein there. Um, Beef liver capsules, you've heard me go off about those. Again, it gives you, improves your red blood cell count, which helps improve the oxygenation of the blood, which helps improve your endurance, 
and it's protein and it's highly absorbable protein. It's very efficient. Then you got the amino 1000. That's a, basically essential amino acids. And those are great to take as a, you know, as a meal replacement, or I like to take them right before I train. Cause then I got those floating around my sisters as I'm breaking down muscle tissue. So they'll be there when it starts to rebuild. So that's mm-hmm. the way you can use the, the amino 1000. Uh, iodine. If you want to help burn fat and get the mitochondria working, you need to have a healthy thyroid. And iodine, just one tablet you know, with the meal I take in the morning, that helps keep me. And I have a thyroid condition, so I take medication for it. Mm-hmm. And it works well for me. It keeps, helps keep me lean. And you know, healthy thyroid is good for energy. That's another thing. Uh, vitamin D3, we need that to make hormones, first and foremost. We also need it for our immune system. It's very effective for that. So 5,000 units is your minimum to take daily. Uh, and if you're getting a lot of sunlight, you could cut it back a little bit. But if you're getting, if you're getting sick a lot, you may want to go to 10,000 units for a period of time and then drop it down. Now, the best thing to do is just get your vitamin D level checked, and then you'll know exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, cod liver oil. Uh, what fish oil and cod liver oil does is it makes the cell walls soft, subtle, supple, and sticky. So when the hormones secrete, they can attach and, and get stuck there where they need to, and they get down into the cells to do the work. Uh, with not having fish oil, you're going to get the, the cell walls are going to get slick and stiff. Okay, which leads to wrinkling and other things in your in your body, which mm-hmm. isn't good. But then the hormones can't attach well; they, they're not going to be able to stick as well as they need to because it's too slick. So that's the benefits of it, and it reduces inflammation. So if you're a guy, person that has a lot of joint aches, body aches, that's it's going to help you. Now, krill oil will help even more if you have joint problems. So mm-hmm. on, that, on that level, right, right. All right, then real quick, we got probiotics. That's for good gut health. Your immune system works from your gut. And so the better your gut's functioning with the gut microbiome and has the, the right properties to it with the good bacteria and the flora, you're going to digest your food better. You're going to eliminate your food better. You have less likely, in most cases, less likely to have intestinal problems, which mm-hmm. can be, that, that can be bad in general. Um, so I recommend it. You don't have to take probiotics every single day, but at least several times a week to help make sure you, you got your gut working well. Then, like we mentioned before, the digestive enzymes. If you're consuming a lot of animal protein, you want everything working in your favor to break that protein down to get the amino acids in your system and absorb as much as possible. So that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to help to do. And it's going to help with, again, the elimination process of getting everything pushed through the system very effectively. Uh, Another one would be vitamin C. That's good to boost the immune system. I take a thousand milligrams of that before I go to bed. And I find that really makes me feel good in the morning. My immune system, I think my immune system is really perked up from that combined with the vitamin D3. So one thing I will say, don't take too much vitamin C. If you do, Mm -hmm. the side effect of that is diarrhea. Nobody wants that. Right. (laughs) So keep keep that in mind. You don't want to overload on it. You just want to keep a nice little balance with it. Mm -hmm. All right. And then creatine. Creatine helps with all kinds of aspects of, you know, muscle development because it's, you know, you can store the liver and your body can use it. It's basically, you know, amino acids as well that help with uh, muscle production. It also helps with growth hormone release. So there are benefits by taking the creatine. I take that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, berberine. If you want to improve your glucose readings and you want to improve the absorption of, um, well, and you just want to improve how your, your insulin levels and glucose, berberine is a go-to supplement for that because it works very well. I, I've been on that for a while and I'm really impressed with how it makes my stomach feel tighter. Now I'm already lean, 
but it does mm-hmm. make my stomach feel tighter because I think it just brings that insulin down pretty quickly so that I'm back to burn fat. So if you're looking to burn some fat, that's another great supplement to use. But if you're training, don't take it after each meal. If you're training, just take it with your last meal. Just take two capsules and you'll you'll get a great effect from it. Okay. okay so because if you take it throughout the whole entire day, it will affect your strength and your energy somewhat because of what this drop in insulin the way it does. So mm-hmm. I found just doing it after my last meal of the day works really well. All right. Then the alpha male complex. That's I think that's a really good supplement to help with overall hormonal balance. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if you haven't ever had your levels checked, uh, because it's going to help take things in your system and help revitalize them. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And then you had the T Boost Pro, all right, which that's going to help with your testosterone production, and that's designed to be taken at night. Um, but all that um, is is good stuff. But then, if you want to take it a step further, get some lab work done to check your hormones, because if you're pregnant alone, your DHEA levels are low then those are easy supplements to buy as well to help correct them into optimal rates. Of course, you need the right medical professional, but that'll help your hormone levels and help your energy and also your mental clarity because pregnant is good for that. Mm-hmm. All right. And so all this really depends though on your goals, health and your budget. So that's a lot of, and it's a lot I just said there, so I'll let you talk for a minute, Frank. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure a lot of people who've been listening are like, wow, that seems like a lot, right? I mean, that's a lot of stuff. But, I mean, what's been your experience? And, you know, a lot of the supplements you named, I take as well. So, yeah. I can offer mine as well. Go ahead. Well, you know, it is a lot. So, let's just, let's just agree on that. But again, it depends on the person, their goals, and their budget. And now I use these supplements because you know I want to know how they work for me. So when I work with mm-hmm. a client, I can tell them what they're doing, you know, how it worked for me. So here's your right. make your opinion. Uh, but also, you know, still being a physique competitor, I'm trying to make sure I'm optimizing everything as best I can. I'm also into these age management strategies because uh, I'm just I'm just really intrigued by it. Can we slow down mm-hmm. aging if we can? What's involved? So. That's another reason why I'm doing all the different supplements I do. Uh, is it overkill? Yeah, probably is in my case. But um, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> well, you know, Armin, when you and I met a couple years ago, uh, I, I I felt bad. I was getting sick all the time. I'd get sick five, six times a year. Cold, yeah. flu, all that kind of stuff. Felt bad, didn't have energy. I told you every afternoon I felt like I was going to fall asleep. I just didn't have have that energy that I used to have. And, you know, you had me go get my blood work done, got me on some supplements and the majority of what you just overviewed, I do take. And all I can say is it's life-changing. It's been life-changing for me. I feel good every day. Um, I have energy. I'm alert. I'm not lethargic. I I'm enjoying my life much more. So, you know, I, I'm a 61 year old guy. No, I'm not Armin Eckelbarger. I'm not a bodybuilder and I'm a, and I, I'm not going to be, but you know, if you're a 60 year old guy, if you're a 50 year old guy and you want to take supplements because you felt like what I just described, I encourage you to get online and get these things because I'm telling you, I, it's just life changing. I, I can't describe how good I feel every single day 
and it's worth everything I did to get to this point. Um, you know, my, my wife and my family noticed the difference in my energy level and my enthusiasm. It helps your attitude too, right, Armin? I mean, uh, it's yeah, just good stuff. Anytime you feel better, uh, that's always a good thing. I mean, you feel good, you want to get more done, you're more productive. You know, it's a win-win for sure because you know, the other alternative is to be you know, low energy, sluggish, don't feel like doing things. You start getting kind of grouchy because you, know, you can't do things you used to do. So that's what we're talking about here is how to keep a good quality of life long-term. Mm-hmm. So it might help you know, if, if either you're watching or listening, grab a pen or get ready where you can type. Armin, why don't you do a quick breakdown of uh, everything you just talked about? So maybe somebody wants to make a list or something like that. All right, real, real quick, because I kind of covered it earlier, but I want to, uh-huh. so I'll just say the multi, what you're looking for is to get the, you know, the the minerals from the multi. And the mega one is great for that. Take that okay. after a meal. Take it after okay. a meal. Don't take it before the meal. And don't take it on empty stomach. That is a waste of time. I don't know how many okay. people actually take, take vitamins on empty stomach. It needs food to do its work to be circulated into the system. So don't take it on at the stomach and make sure you take it with food at the, at the end of your meal. All right. right, right. Preaching on that one, the protein, again, you just you pick and choose what proteins work for you and incorporate them. Uh, but you know, if you need quick protein, then protein powder is going to help do that. Uh, the beef liver and the amino 1000, these are great meal replacement or other ways to improve your protein intake. <clears throat> and they're very easy to carry with you. So you can take them anywhere. You just want to drink a lot of water when you take it. Make sure to get down in your system. And again, you can help supplement your protein with it and keep your energy levels up. <clears throat> and it also helps, especially if you're dieting. I mean, it does keep the edge off. Iodine, again, take that after a meal. <clears throat> that way it gets into the system and it gets that thyroid working at an optimal level. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D3, you take vitamin D3, it's a fat-soluble vitamin. So make sure you're taking it with some fat in your meal. That allows it to absorb much more effectively. If you don't, it's not going to absorb as well. And you're not going to get nearly what you want from it. So, and vitamin D3 is really critical to help you make hormones and also keep your immune system boosted. And then the collar official, we kind of talked about that and help reduce inflammation, help keep the aches and pains to a minimum, and help keep uh, you know your body functioning at a high level. Uh, probiotics, just, just to help your digestive system get more from it and absorb those nutrients much more efficiently. Um, then you have uh, the digestive enzymes that help break down the protein. You, know, you need hydrochloric acid to do that. Vince was a big fan of doing this because he, mm-hmm. felt, he felt like it really helped. And I got to agree with him. It does help. Now, you don't have to take digestive enzymes at every single meal. But if it's a heavy protein meal like red meat or some pork or just a big meal like a Thanksgiving meal, then I, I definitely would suggest you use the digestive enzymes to help improve that digestion process. Mm-hmm. Uh, creatine, you can take that. You know, creatine, you can take it any time. You can take it before and after you work out as well. It just needs to be in your system so it's available when your body needs it. So it doesn't have to be time specific. Uh, but if you do, you can just if you if it helps you to remember, then do it before and after you work out. That's what I right. do because it helps, right. me, helps me remember because I'm taking so much stuff anyways. And then vitamin C, we talked on that, and then the berberine is really to help with body fat and help keep your glucose levels down and keep your insulin sensitivity high. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. 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 So do you have more or is that it? All right. So I did want to touch on the alpha male complex. because Oh, yeah. This, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're out of, out of inventory right now with the hormone optimizer. But I found the alpha male complex is a, is a great product. Now, why is that? Well, for one, it has 50 grams, milligrams of zinc, 50 milligrams, not grams, 50 milligrams of zinc, which is important for building testosterone in your body. Now, you don't want to take more than 50 milligrams of zinc, though, because it'll deplete your copper. So to understand that when you take this, don't take anything extra regarding zinc, unless you're going to offset that with taking in some copper. You do get copper in your multivitamin, though, just so you know. Uh, okay. It has, ta has Tonkat Ali. Tonkat Ali, also known as um, Long Jack. There's two different names. I don't know why. But, mm -hmm. um, this helps to suppress sex binding homoglobulins, which can help with improving your free testosterone. So that's the, the nice feature to that. Uh, Macaroot is another similar uh, uh, product that uh, it's another herb that will improve your testosterone and your energy levels. So that's mm -hmm. a key thing there. Then it has L-arginine in it, which is basically an amino acid. It helps improve blood flow. So that's always good, uh, especially when you're training. The quicker the blood flow, and the, the better the pump, things like that. Uh, ginseng, which is good for your body. There's three different types of ginseng to help with that and also hormone production. And it has orchic in it. So the orchic helps the gland stay healthy and, and be nutritious, which was also in the hormone optimizer. So you have that in there, which I think is a real good um, complement to the whole whole program and then you have mm -hmm. some other herbs that are combined to help with total complexity of the hormone regulation uh, so it's it's a well-rounded product the way i take it i take mm -hmm. two right after i train and that's when gotcha. I gotcha you can do it different ways but that's when i take it. so something similar is the t-boost pro now the t-boost pro has magnesium in it which we need it has zinc but it's only 30 milligrams of zinc uh, it has tribulus terrestris uh, which is another uh, product to help with uh, testosterone production. It has horny goat weed in it, which helps with uh, testosterone production, uh, helps with the horniness, I guess, as well, since it's called that. Then you have Tristan. <laughs> uh, again, it has Tonkat Ali Long Jack. So you don't want to take these two combined because you're going you're gonna to be crossing over. All right. 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 Uh, and it also has um, salt palmetto, which is good for your prostate. And then Hawthorne and some other uh, herbs that go with that. So the way this product is designed to take is you take three of these before you go to bed. So it does its thing at night to help with the testosterone. But you can't take both at the same time because you're going to get you're gonna too much crossover. So understand that. Uh, but you can also rotate. So take a break from the, you know, the alpha male complex and do the T-Post Pro for a little while, et cetera. Anyways, that's kind of a long-winded conversation. <laughs> well, it's a lot of great information. I encourage everybody to make a list and start doing their homework and, and introduce the supplementation into your yeah. plan. Uh, it is life-changing. Now, you know, Armin, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we talk about all these all these types of supplements. The thing that... that I wanted to emphasize this thing that attracted me with NSP nutrition and their supplements. NSP stands for naturally sourced products, correct? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Natural is the way to go. You're not introducing oh, yeah. chemicals or foreign substances into your body. You know, Armin's a, a huge 
it, it's all natural for you, Armin. I, I know it. And that's something that, you know, really um, impressed me. I, I liked it. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of chemicals. There's a lot of foreign substances out there that are introduced to people whether it's nutrition or even supplementation, medicines. Right. And I, I really don't like that. And this is the thing that attracted me. Uh, natural is the way to go, right? Yeah. I mean, that's always your first step, no matter what you're doing, because you're going to get the best results, in my opinion, as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So we're running out of time. Any final thoughts? Yeah, as we age, it's really important to get some comprehensive blood work done because there you're going to learn where you're at physically. And it, the prices on this is coming down, but I strongly recommend that because then you can make adjustments to your nutrition supplement regimen that can focus on bringing up the areas that may not be in optimal range. But you do need a, you know, a good medical professional to help you with that. So that's what you also have to look for. Um, and then when you have the right combination, you can determine what adjustments to make so that you have a good, long, active, healthy lifestyle. You don't want to be one of these people that are bent over, can't hardly move, or they're so stiff and arthritic just because of poor nutrition and didn't, they didn't do any exercise, they didn't take care of themselves. And in most cases, now, it doesn't mean that there wasn't other things that happened. I'm just saying, try to avoid that by doing these things. And you're going to be much happier. And you got good energy. I mean, who wouldn't want that? So anyway, I completely agree. Now, most of the supplements we talked about are on nspnutrition.com. You can get them there. Yeah. But, you know, Armin, if somebody does have to look for a certain supplement somewhere else, you need to make sure that it's a natural product and it's a quality product, right? Yeah. I always read the ingredients. Uh, that, I mean, that's what I do. You know, there's, you want to look for, you know, artificial flavoring that you see with a lot of these drinks, a lot of these uh, pre-workouts, you know, mm -hmm. you know bl color blue and all this kind of stuff. That's doing nothing for you. It's for, it's for looks and it's for taste. It does nothing for you. And it, you know, how, how important is that for the overall uh, goal? So right, definitely right. read the labels and understand what's in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Armin, a lot of great information today and uh, hopefully that answered a lot of questions today for uh, well especially our one um actual fan that that actually suggested the topic hopefully this answers all of his questions as well well we'll see uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well if you have more questions if, if if you have comments about this show or any of the others easiest way is to leave that comment right under in the youtube section if you're listening to the show hey you can shoot an email to nsp nutrition and that email is support at nspnutrition.com and you know here is a show that was created out of that suggestion and we want more of that don't we armin that'd be great yes sir <laughs> absolutely all right well we hope you enjoyed this episode of the nsp nutrition show armin and i will regroup we'll be back next week for a brand new one so join armin and i next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.
Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.